It's the Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello, guys. How is everything? Episode 246 here, I believe. Either it's 246 or 247. I don't know. I forget. But I think the last one I released was 245. But guys, today, just a quick note. We have the third annual Ted Jones World Vegan Hot Dog Eating Contest, 116 East 16th Street at the stand, July 3rd, 1 p.m. We have four out of the eight contestant spot filled up. So if you guys think that you can down glizzies, vegan hot dogs in a quick matter, 10 minutes, all you can eat, DM me on Instagram, Ted Jones World or Ted Jones World at gmail.com. We do have four spots left and that is going to be looking great. So for those of you who are not familiar with the vegan hot dog eating contest, 10 minutes, all you can eat vegan hot dogs. As I just said, the winner of the vegan hot dog eating contest will choose a charity where the winner's purse will go, where the proceeds will go, and then where the rest of the vegan hot dogs will go, assuming we will have hopefully hundreds of vegan hot dogs left. We're still looking for a vegan hot dog sponsor. And if we don't get a sponsor for the event, you guys are wilding, okay? I reached out to a few vegan hot dog companies and they haven't gotten back to me or some of them actually have gotten back to me and they were like, if this seems like something we'd be interested in, we'll get back to you. Guys, I don't know who else is doing vegan hot dog eating contests, okay? Vegan hot dog companies out there. So I suggest that you guys get in the mix. But also we have Ted Jones comedy shows. Just check the link in this YouTube video. Guys, it went out today. Today is the worst day so far in June, okay? It's extremely humid outside. It's raining, but hey, not so much to complain about because I am alive. Okay, so I went to this legal dispensary. Guys, this is very exciting. 31st and 8th. I'm going to give them a little bit of a shout out here because they're just so damn nice to me over there. First dispensary in Chelsea. That seems super legit. I know that there's one on, what is it, like 18th and 8th. It's called Empire Cannabis. But this particular place, the club, it's actually, excuse me, it's called the Plug Cannabis Plug. Super great over there. And as I bought like these joints, I bought a seven pack of pre-rolled. The guy who sold it to me was like, be careful, man. Like these are super strong. I smoke a lot of weed, but these are very strong. So naturally, when the guy told me that the weed was strong, I didn't listen because does every single person not say that when they sell you weed, right? They're like, oh, damn, this that high quality bud. So I went through like two and a half of those joints and guys, I was so high that I just forgot to smoke weed. Has that ever happened to you? You just get like too high that like you don't even remember that you were smoking at that particular point. I really don't feel it the next day as opposed to if I have like six to 10 drinks, like I'm feeling it for 48 hours. People say alcohol is toxic. It's a poison. But like, I mean, 90% of people drink. Do they not? And then when somebody asks me, why don't you drink? It's like I'm weird that I don't drink. People don't see each other as weird for not smoking, you know? And then it's also funny, people ask me, well, Ted, what's in the vegan hot dog? I'm like, well, you guys weren't so curious when you're just eating regular hot dogs. For those of you who didn't know what's in regular hot dogs, I'll let you Google that. It's basically all the parts that aren't good enough for like sausage and bacon in the hot dog. So they just put it in a sling thing. Sling thing. That sounds like the infomercial or something. It'd be like, here's your slingshot. The sling thing. You know, you can just shoot spitballs out of it. (laughs) You go on Shark Tank. Here's the sling thing, Mr. Wonderful. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. This is what you're going to do, okay? And this is advice I only give to top entrepreneurs. You're going to take it around the back and you're going to shoot it, okay? Kill this lifeless thing. I should go on Shark Tank. But the thing is with Shark Tank, like I love the show Shark Tank, but not all the deals go through, you know? So you're more like... You're in a better place than if you would be as if you were just an investor and somebody came into your office and you're like, yeah, 100%, I'll go, 
I'll uh, invest in your company. Because when you sit down and you have a meeting with someone and you shake their hand and you're like, I'll invest. 100% of the time, you're probably going to need to invest or that just makes you look like a really bad businessman, right? In the case of Shark Tank, though, not all those deals go through. Like 33% of the deals go through because then you do all this due diligence afterwards and you're on TV. So it's got to be a little bit more dramatic. I understand that part. Hollywood is dramatized. Is this podcast sometimes dramatized? It is. It sometimes is. Random tangent. Actually, not so random. Have you guys seen The Godfather? I watched all three parts this week. We're talking a total of probably, I'd say like seven and a half hours of movies. Great movie. The first one obviously being the best. That's how usually it works, except for when you're talking like Toy Story 2 Maybe Shrek 2. Shrek 1 was better than Shrek 2. But Godfather 1, slightly better than Part 2, which is slightly better than Part 3. All of them good, though. All of them kept my interest. And considering, like, I only watch YouTube videos now, I mean, that's really all I'm doing is watching YouTube videos when it comes to trying to be entertained of some sort. Like, I'll watch Netflix. I'll watch a series, maybe a documentary. It's seven or eight parts, whatever. I'll get involved in that. But, like, I'll knock that out pretty quick. When in YouTube, YouTube's like, oh, you like this particular silly video? that maybe 15-year-olds like, check out this other video, which I love. And I was watching The Staircase on HBO, and, like, it was too slow. It got boring. But anyway, back to The Godfather. Some of the best mafia movies I think I've ever seen. Well, I mean, you think about The Godfather being the first mafia movie that ever came out that really dug into the lives of these mafiosos, right? Like Goodfellas after that, Scarface. I'd put, okay, let's see. If we can do this. So we're talking mafia movies. I might get a lot of shit, though, if I talk about Scarface being a mafia movie. But Scarface was a mafia movie. He was in the mob. All right. So I'd say Goodfellas. Scarface and Godfather. Is that a questionable ranking system right there? Goodfellas, Scarface, and then Godfather. It was great, but like Godfather also came out in what what year? Let's let's see what year. 1972. So I don't know if it's that fair to compare to something that came out 20 years later. You know, and also when I was watching it, I needed to watch it with subtitles because it was remastered. The audio was fully remastered. It was kind of hard to understand if you were just watching it on TV. And it was funny, like they just had Italian moments in the movie that they didn't subtitle. It was just like speaking Italian. So I watched Hustle on Netflix, which is a movie about... Adam Sandler being like an NBA scout slash assistant coach. And he just like picks this talent up from Spain, I believe it was, and brings him to the United States to enter him in the NBA draft. And it was a good movie. Adam Sandler is always great. I remember watching Adam Sandler in like his first serious movie. I think it was considered his first serious movie, Click. Did you guys ever see that movie, Click? That was one of the first times I cried during a movie when I was like at an older age. It was sad. <laughs> and if you guys have never seen Click, it's basically this guy wishes that he could fast forward through the boring moments, the dull moments of his life. And he ends up fast forwarding through his children growing up, his father passing away, I guess. Way to spoil the movie, T. Jones. But anyway, he ends up fast-forwarding through like 10 years of his life, gets a divorce in that time. Sad-ass movie, you know? Because you think when you're in your life, sometimes you're like, I don't want to do this particular thing. But then, guys, if it's yesterday, you don't get back yesterday. That's a crazy thought, too. And in this human life span, you know, we think it's so long, but in the history of the universe, it's really not that long, okay? 100 years is nothing. 100 years will go by like, like that. Britney Spears got married this past weekend. And also, did you guys see her ex-husband 
came in and was like, I object, which is hilarious. Also, like on the front of hearing about that, but to see that he actually crashed the wedding, came in hot, was on Facebook Live during the event, and then eventually got tackled. Like I've talked about, like I've joked about with my friends saying that I'm going to crash a wedding of like my ex-girlfriend or a girl who I was with previously, but I've never actually thought about doing it. And Britney Spears' ex-husband crashing the wedding. I mean, bro, this is crazy. It was the guy who she was married to for like two days. If you guys remember that, her like high school sweetheart was his name, Jason Alexander, something like that. Or that's the guy from Seinfeld. It's the same guy. It's the same name as the guy from Seinfeld. Britney Spears' ex-husband was arrested and charged with trespassing and battery after crashing her wedding Thursday at her California home. That's nuts. But if you think about it, like this guy grew up high school sweetheart of Britney Spears married her for two days and then boom got a divorce and then like now what K fed was in the picture this guy what's his name Sam Shahigian <laughs> no that's the wrong name and Jason Alexander is coming in hot he's like I actually love you Britney these other people around you are just using you for your money and fame I don't know maybe he's right but does that give him the right to crash a wedding Potentially. Have I thought about crashing my ex-girlfriends, my ex-lovers' weddings? Yes. But it's a joke. <laughs> Is it a joke? Yeah, I've never done it. And also that movie Wedding Crashers was great. It like glorified crashing weddings. Imagine I'm here like, that movie Wedding Crashers just glorified crashing weddings too much to make it comfortable for Britney Spears' ex-husband to crash their wedding. Especially it was at like Britney's home. Like there should have been more security there, especially for a small wedding. How do you guys feel about weddings? Do you guys still want that big 200 person wedding? I don't want to say that that's like a big reason that people even get married these days. But like, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to have an event where it's like everybody's coming for your day, your specific evening or weekend of events. You know, you go and you have a destination wedding you expect everybody to pay that money by the way if you have a destination wedding you should really be helping compensate people who are coming and traveling okay if you have a wedding let's say you live in new york city you have a wedding in the city people who are from the city will come to your wedding that's fine all good they'll take an uber they'll take the train or maybe people from pennsylvania people from florida might fly in in the case like that okay maybe you don't need to compensate for the people who are coming in you know, cover their flight, cover their hotels, whatever. But if you're having a wedding in Barbados, okay, and you live in New York or a majority of the people who live in New York, you got to get them at least discounts on the hotel room, right? Get like a block of hotel rooms that give you 50% off. Definitely not 50% off. Come on. No hotel in Barbados is giving you 50% off. But like if you're talking 10, 20, 30% off, now we're talking. Maybe help with the flights down there. But I don't know. Also, if I'm not so close to you, I don't want to go to your wedding in Barbados. Okay? You send me the little flyer that says Ted Jones will or will not be attending this wedding. Ted Jones might will not be attending. Okay? Unless you're my tight boy, you're my tight girlfriend from high school. Not like if you were my girlfriend from high school, I'm not saying I'd crash the wedding. Come on. That's what we were talking about before, but we're off that topic. I'm talking about (laughs) being invited to a wedding and going to it. If you have a wedding out there in Australia, forget about it. I'm not coming. Unless I'm flying on your Airbus 380 and you're comping hotels, whatever. You're giving me a Rolex with the groomsmen invitation. I'll come. But besides that, guys, we got to chill with the destination weddings. 
It's too much. Yes, of course, you're, you've always dreamed of having a beach wedding in Fiji. Whatever. Just go to Jones Beach. Yes, this is the sponsored post. <laughs> go to Jones Beach, have the wedding, okay? It's 45 minutes outside of the city. You don't need to go down to the freaking white sand and clear blue waters of Juarez. You know, think about the people that you're bringing down there. If you're going to pay for them, cool. By all means, do it. But if you're going to invite 100 people and they're going to have to spend at least $5,000 on that particular wedding, and then you're married for two or three years, yeah, I said it. I said it. Because marriages these days, guys, they're not lasting that long. Okay? With all these distractions on your phone, the internet, whatever, it's tough to stay married for 50 years or even longer than that. I don't know how long you're living these days. I don't know when you're getting married. But if I'm getting married at 35, I better be staying married for at least the next 50 to 60 years. Okay? That's something that you better know. And if you get that little inkling in your stomach two weeks before the wedding, yes, the wedding might still need to go on because you paid all this money for it. But it's just messed up on behalf of the people that spend their hard-earned money to go to a wedding that they might not even care about. Okay, guys, so I'm here telling you, you don't have to say yes to every wedding. And then also, if people are inviting you to their wedding, I don't think it means that you have to invite them to your wedding. Maybe this is a hot take, but like somebody who I haven't spoken with in three or four years, you now invite me to your wedding and I have to travel down to D.C. to go to your wedding for the weekend. Even if I go, I don't think it means that I have to invite you to my wedding, okay? You knew ultimately that we weren't that close. And now I got to go down and spend a weekend in D.C. when it's freaking hot in the middle of July. I don't want to go to it. Black tie? What the shit? Okay, yes, I'll buy a black tie for it. Okay, I'm not buying a black tie suit. You heard what I said. I'm buying a black tie. Skinny black tie, because that's apparently what you wear to black ties anyway. Skinny little ties, if you're not wearing a bow tie, I mean. That got me revved up. Just because there's too much nonsense going on and people will go to weddings and be like, yeah, they will not be together in five years. If you know they're not going to be together in five years, the groom should know that. The bride should know that. People are getting married at later times in their life, which I respect much more so. We're talking 30 plus. If you're getting married before you're 30, I mean, there's got to be some stats on you getting divorced before you're 40. And do not shell out your savings for the year to go to this wedding for people who might not even be married past two years. And if somebody invites you to their wedding, you are not obligated to invite them to yours, okay? There, I said it. If they are having a 200-person wedding and you're having a 50-person wedding, that's a completely different dynamic. Don't feel obligated to go to all these weddings too. Especially like during the summer, you're traveling all over the place, you're going to Chicago, then you're going to Miami, then you're going to Barbados. Then you're going to Texas, then Los Angeles. Bro, count me out. And that's also, (laughs) I'm just on here complaining. That's the beautiful thing of me not having a girlfriend right now at this particular moment, because I do feel like a lot of females do get married around the 29, 30, 31 age. And if you're not married and you're older than that, don't worry about it. Okay? Especially females listening, don't worry about it. If you're not married by the age of 31 and 32, you don't have a child, whatever. Life expectancies are getting longer. People shouldn't be getting married when they're not in love with themselves and they have a passion that they're focused on. I don't want to find my passion when I'm with someone and we're both looking to find our passion. Unless we're both super supportive of one another, which happens, which happens in many cases, okay? But besides that, guys, only go to things that you really want to go to and it takes so much energy to say yes because the thing is, 
everything that's after the fact, after you say yes, comes with a lot of emotional responsibility. That's why, not all the time, but a good amount of the time, I just like to say yo, a.k.a. no. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on Thursday. Peace.